So, last time on Trendsetters, uh, old Megalad called Switch to have a discussion about some very specific dangers that his powers present to the Earth, and then Earth, Switch... Earth Australia. Yes. Specifically. Uh, and then Switch sort of put two and two together and made four and was like, oh, shit, Xerox is incredibly dangerous. Uh-oh. I connected two dots. <laughs> you did connect them, actually. I, I'm, I'm super glad someone did. I like that was planned. Yeah. Uh, and then they called for an emergency meeting involving the team and the DHEA and the Silver Skeleton and the entire rest of the uh, session was spent trying to find Xerox and their potentially their identity or at least the identity of the mole in the DHEA which has been pretty narrowed down to Haley McKay and uh, the session ended with a video of a couple days ago of Xerox cutting off one of the tips of Disjoin's fingers and putting it in some casing and just walking away. So, uh, who... It's, it's going to take a couple of days for the machine that you guys got built for, um, for tracking the hand, uh, to be, one, built and two, get a reasonable like reading so at the moment you guys are kind of stuck with this with the fact that Xerox now has basically permanently disjoined ability to create self copies semi permanently indefinitely yeah oh yeah that's a better term so who wants to do stuff huh I've got a couple of things I can do of varying levels of importance, but I want to know if anybody else has anything on their plate before I jump in. Uh, I wanted to talk to Nikolai about a copy of The Adventures in Space with the Capitalists. And also, I wanted to take that copy of that footage to the capitalist. So you wish to see exactly what effect his erased memories may have on him? No, I mean, that's interesting, yes. But I'm more interested in... I don't know. It doesn't rub me the right way that something would happen to him and he wouldn't know about it. Does that make sense? Curious. The point of the erasure in the first place was to ensure that he would not remember the future. Well, sure, but that was just until he reached this point in the future. Now I figure it's actually okay for him to remember these things because there's no longer a risk of affecting the timeline. Time stream. However, it works. Indeed. Is there something I've missed? Do you object at all? No. 
If anything, I objected to the erasure in the first place. However, it was presented logically enough in the moment for me to concede the point. Yeah, no, you're right. Which is why I am less interested in your particular ethical dilemma, and more with whatever lasting effects the time travel may have had upon the Captain Monster. As such, I would not like to just present the footage, but also come with you. Well, I was going to offer to let you come with me anyway, so that works out. Do you know where the Captain Ellis lives? I don't really keep track of him. Of course. So yeah, zip zipping through all of the busy work and the travel time. Yeah, um, so <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is... If Would you like you, to ride in my car? <laughs> uh, the thing is, if you would if you try to go to where he lives, um, you are basically told uh, doesn't hang around here too much, and instead uh, you are directed towards the headquarters of the Second Chance Society. Um, Isn't he still in house arrest or something? No, he's not in house arrest. That was... Yeah, it was parole, but uh, he's he's basically caught the attention of a group calling themselves the Second Chance Society, which basically is, hey, superheroes deserve a second chance if they fuck up, and to prove it, we're gonna take the capitalist and make him our golden boy here. So, uh... We're gonna rehabilitate the biggest fuck-up. Yeah. Yeah, because if there's one group that is presently lacking in social capital, it is superheroes. <laughs> they have such an awful time getting around if they screw up. Mm -hmm. Alright, so as our proof of concept, we're going to attempt the biggest possible thing we could do. As we're figuring this system out, as we're finding our fucking feet, we've taken the training wheels off and we're immediately just going up to fucking high-speed motorcycle, 200 miles an hour down the highway. If we fuck up, everyone dies. So I think this is the best possible thing we could do. Okay, to be fair, the Second Chance Society has been around for a little while. They're, they're not, it's not like, when I say proof of concept, I, that's, that was maybe the wrong phrase, but like, apparently, but Smith is going to be like, their biggest example. Like, there's it's going to be their magnum opus, essentially. But, uh, they... Poster they, child? Poster child, there we go. Um, he is essentially going to be the one that they're going to be like, hey, look, it's the capitalist, the guy who, uh, definitely felt the hardest from grace ever can turn around, so can you. So are we I try to murder him? Uh, he didn't try! He murdered... He 100% murdered 14 people! Anyway, uh, any um, I would like to point out, going to see the capitalist was also going to be my thing. Okay, yeah. Um, but I was already know he's there. Young Megalad is just like on the side of a road with a cardboard sign that says "Capitalist or Bust" hitchhiking as you drive by. I, I will say I'm editing the footage together on the big computer in the base, you definitely have the opportunity to stop by, ask me what I'm doing, and combine our efforts here. Um, no, I was going to talk to him separately, so I, in character I don't actually know what you two are doing. But I just went straight there, because I know 
I actually talk to him. I know where he is. Yeah. All right. Do you guys mind if we kind of quick go do name tabs thing first and then your guys' thing? It doesn't bother me, Bobbin. Whichever order makes more sense. All right. So, Megalad, you arrive at the headquarters of the Second Chance Society, and it sort of, like, the the lobby sort of gives the general vibes of a dentist's office. It's like video posters of, like, some people just, like, smiling, and it, occasionally it says, like, Second Chance Society, like, moves, uh, moves up, and then you see, like, people laughing in a, uh, in a park and riding bikes and it's a second chance it's like, like fucking just the most milk toast thing possible and when you get there you see someone sitting behind the desk and they are wearing like a red velvet suit with a black shirt and a black tie and they even have like red velvet gloves and they're like uh hello do you have an appointment today Okay, I look for a name badge. Um, there is none. They're just wearing the suit. Okay, um, uh, yeah, um, hi, I'm, I'm Megalad, um, and you are? Oh, uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> My name's Keith. Hi, Keith. Hi, uh, you have an appointment today. Yeah, um, I've been talking to to Sam Smith, um, and um, sort of we set up a meeting to have a quick chat. Uh, let me take a look here, and he clicks. He goes on his computer and types here. He goes, um, "Oh, okay. I, yes, I found you. There, there you are. Uh, yeah, you can uh, go on and just take the elevator. Uh, take the elevator on up." Okay, um, a couple of quick. I'll just have a quick. So, Second Chance Society, um, what's your success rate like? Because, I mean, he's pretty dangerous, as, as some led to believe. Or was. Um, like, if. How's it work here? What What's the program look like? So, just, you know, I don't want to say anything oh. to, like, upset his recovery or anything like that. Oh, if you're interested, we can uh, certainly hand you some literature and you can take a look at it. I would like as much literature as you can give me. I only have a brochure. Okay. <laughs> he basically hands you like a small brochure of the Second Chance Society and it basically details like their mission statement and uh, and it says on there like 90% of our superheroes have found um, have found redemption and the other 10% made great strides towards, of course they're going to fudge their own numbers. Um, but like it with the basic information you have in front of you it's it seems all right but also like who what company is going to say yeah we only managed to redeem like 50 percent of the people that walk through here okay but is there anything in the like pamphlet about notable cases or big names of no okay Anyway, I'll walk towards the lift. All right. Uh, as you, like, you push the, when you push the button, there's a, uh, there's another guy who walks in, and he looks 
he's he's not dressed like the Second Chance Society. Uh, he's wearing like a brownish like suit, and he's got a, like a purple bow tie on, and he's carrying a briefcase, and he's got like a bowler hat. Uh, he's got like a sort of like a blondish beard, and he just sort of like steps up to the elevator, and uh, he's kind of short even compared to like most normal people. He's only like pushing like four foot six, maybe four foot seven. And uh, he looks up at me and he goes, hello. Hi. <sighs> Elevators here are slow. Oh, he takes a look at his watch. Yeah, okay. I'll have to put that into consideration. I pressed the button a couple more times. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the doors eventually open and uh, he goes, uh, this one isn't mine. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, well, uh, this one's going up, so. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go on. You can go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Bye. Bye. And the uh, elevator doors close, and you go up a floor or two, and. What a nice guy. Little doubt. What a weird dude who will surely never appear again. <laughs> uh, he's just the equivalent of the tiger guy. <laughs> I think Colin gets this reference. After you go up like a floor or two the doors open and uh you step out into a nicer looking area it's not quite as sterile but it's still pretty generally like gives the vibe of you don't really want to decorate all that much um but there you see samuel smith and he is also wearing that velvety red uh, suit with the black shirt and tie and also sitting there with him is a uh, is a person very much dressed like a lawyer uh, and obviously because he refuses to meet anyone without a lawyer these days you can assume that is his lawyer and also there with him is an older looking woman uh, she's got like gray in her roots so she obviously dyes her hair a little bit but aside from like the graying roots she has like this pale blonde hair she's also wearing the same exact outfit um and she gets up and she immediately walks over to you and like takes both of your takes one of your hands in both of hers and starts like shaking vigorously and goes megalad megalad excellent to meet you my name is elaine pelfrey please come right this way Okay, sure. And she leads you uh, into the office. It's like, have a seat, or if you're more comfortable standing, there's, you can always do that. I don't know if you want to meet somewhere else, but just go where you want to. Just go where you want. It's your place, you know. So, don't mind me. I'm just here to observe and maybe interject every once in a while, but it's, it doesn't. But aside from that, go ahead. Talk to Sam. I'll be right here. Just ignore me. Okay, uh, sure. Um, that's... Okay, um... That's fine. Uh, hi, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, Gary. No worries. How's... What's, what's it like here? Um... It is... Interesting. Um, but 
I guess it's good for me. And uh, the lawyer goes, yes, of course it's good for you. Well, the lawyer agrees at least. Um, okay, so, yeah, I just wanted to sort of have a chat about what we talked about over the phone. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm willing to help you out, but um, there's a few hiccups, and Elaine raises her hand, she goes, <laughs> Don't, don't worry, it's nothing major. All you have to do is sign a standard sidekick contract. Me or? Yeah, you. Okay. All right. Uh, right we wait, have... I want to read this contract. There's, there's no need to read it. All it's going to say is that you and Sam, Samuel are going to officially be side, sidekicks with each other. You'll learn from him. He'll learn from you. It'll be a good time for everybody. Um, yeah, that's always great. Somebody says there's no need to read the contract. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to read this fucking contract. <laughs> okay. What I'm going to need from you as they present you the contract for you to read is... Oh... Either I don't know what you've renamed it to, but uh, it's Lore Difficulty Seven. Ah, Lore, that thing that Young Megalas has. Yeah, that's a zero. Zero. That is definitely not a seven. So, uh, that contract. Time seems... to spend all of your fate points to get that up to an eight. <laughs> this contract just says "fuck you" ten thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> so. You don't see anything legally wrong. And it's at this point, the elevator doors open up and in walks that one guy and there's somebody dressed in Second Chance Society uh, outfit going, sir, sir, you please, you don't have a, and he goes, of course I do. I'm here representing my client. And he looks directly at Megalad. I'm gonna see where this goes. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Elaine's smile, which kind of seemed warm and inviting, you can tell without rolling that all of a sudden it just becomes a very forced smile. And she says, Mr. Williamson, I thought you represented Silver Security. And Mr. Williamson just sort of walks up and like puts a, his suitcase on, uh, down and goes, Yes, and as someone who is technically employed by Silver Security through uh, means, I represent Mr. Archer here. Now, let me see that contract. And he just takes it and he goes, oh my. Flips through it some more. Oh my. Oh dear. That was good, right? Miss Pelford, I cannot believe you would make a contract with this. Why, it's borderline criminal and uh elaine just sort of like tightens her lips and goes borderline being the key word there yes of course it's not criminal everything in here is technically within legal limits however there's no way that my client here should 
sign up for something like this, we're going to have to respectfully decline and work with you in the future to come up with a more fair term. Until then, Mr. Archer, please do not sign a single solitary thing Miss Pelfrey puts in your face. Hmm. Our character, I'm very tempted to sign just for the chaos. <laughs> and now Gary has to decide if he wants anything to do with the head of the Silver Security Legal Department. I feel like I should warn you, this contract says they get one free ball kick a day and you can't block it with your hands or anything. <laughs> well, that's a lot of universes being made then. <laughs> a lot of future Garys being killed. <laughs> Just future Garys as eunuchs. <laughs> well, I mean, I take mine... I don't mind being the sidekick because that's kind of the relationship I'm asking for, but yeah, um, I'm clearly this guy knows a lot more about um, who's not actually told me his name yet, but Jason Williamson, at your service, he held out a hand for you to shake. I'll shake his hands. Um, Yeah, um, I guess I got you telling me it's a good contract, him telling me it's a bad contract. I'm not a lawyer so yeah let's let's draw up a contract that that gets you a bit of what you want gets me a bit of what i want you know a bit of compromise Blaine goes, well the thing is that's our standard contract for sidekicks so it's going to take us a few days to work with mr calvert's legal department to come up with something that he will be satisfied with and if I know Calvert, he's very rarely satisfied. And well, it's not Calvert who's got a sign, is it? No, it's not. But it is Calvert who has to make. But it is my duty, professionally, to make sure that you are getting a good deal. So they still have to go through me. And if I don't like the contract, then I will, then I will send it back for further alterations. Can I roll rapport? It feels like a rapport thing. I'm going to roll rapport. You can't stop me. Okay. Uh, okay, how about... Okay, that's a very good roll. Good that job. Very good but, roll, like, but... what are you trying to accomplish here? I'm just trying to settle the situation down a bit, you know? Calm... Uh, what's the face? Elaine. Yeah. Calm her down a bit, you know? Keep okay. this meat moving, but in in a way, you know, I just... I just just sell the nerves, you know? Okay, so she has a plus three will, which is something I literally just gave her because I did not stat her out fully on purpose as a joke. Not as a joke, but because I really didn't know how this character would go. Um, four, so she has to mark her third mental... Uh, Colin. Colin. Hmm. Colin. Colin. Uh, so we sort of went over this last time. Not every engagement is one that deals with stress boxes. Okay. There is the overcome action in addition to the attack, defend, and create an advantage. And it sounds like Gary is trying to thwart the like bad vibes and antagonism in the room yeah. by way of being personable and trying to bring everyone together, which sounds like overcoming an obstacle all right yeah um so he succeeds with style yes. since we're not dealing with damage here yes um there's 
so you do succeed with style, so they are going to stop completely snapping at each other. Um, but there is very much an air of amiosity about because obviously second chance society and silver security do not get along. Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I respect that you got a standard contract, but Sam, you know, a bit special, wants the greatest hero, well, yeah, the greatest hero of our times until until the instant, and then there's me, like, you know, picked by him. I think I think we can do without the standard contract, just have a bit something a bit more person-centered. How does that sound? Right. Yes, we will draw something up and send it to Mr. Williamson here, and he will review it for his purposes, and hopefully sooner rather than later we can have what everyone wants. Yeah, I mean, lawyer Clark confidentiality, he's not going to be shown Calvert, this is just between us. Of course. Well then, we both must be gone. Oh, I just had a question in the interim, bit of advice from the capitalist. Um, I've been trying to master super speed, but I I can't get my mind to have the reactions that my body needs to not, you know, run into buildings. And, and I think that was one of your powers. Um, must be if he's a Superman XP, right? Yeah. Yeah. He still Did actually has the super speed. Okay. How? You mean, I mean, I mean, I could go to talk to one of the other speedsters, but what, what, what do you think? Is there a way I can train to have the the reaction speed I need? Uh, he starts to answer, and his lawyer immediately jumps in and says, "Until you sign the contract, uh, Mr. Smith is not allowed to legally tra- uh, train you in any way, shape, or form." Oh, he's not training me. He's just giving me advice. That is considered training. Hmm. And Sam kind of looks defeated, but just nods in agreement. Okay, no. Hmm. All right. Mr. Williamson goes, all right then. Uh, Mr. Archer, if you'll please follow me. Okay. And... You two walk to the elevator, he pushes the floor for the bottom, and he just sort of like stands there and smiles and hums along with the music. Yeah, what? Oh. Hang on. Uh, Is this the same guy who was sort of standing in the lobby with me? Yes, he was. I just... Why didn't you get on the lift with me if you wanted to be my lawyer? Also... Uh, more dramatic entrance, and also... There were a very few futures where you didn't sign the contract, and that was the smart thing, and I was trying to sift through those, but the longer you were up there, the more readily apparent it was that you were going to sign the contract with, no matter what. So, came in just the nick of time, it seems. Also, he needed to get his steps in. <laughs> Just for future reference, I appreciate information in advance, particularly if 
your boss is following me or having me tracked. Oh, he's not following you. I'm sure he's absolutely having me tracked, though. Oh, he is having you tracked, but he's not following you. Okay, as my lawyer, can you... Yeah. At risk of putting you in a slight conflict of interest, I don't appreciate being tracked that much. Not up to me. You're my lawyer now. I am your lawyer now, but it's not up to me whether you whether you get tracked or not. Well, tell your... Tell your boss that I will have a restraining order taken out then, if he continues. Why don't you tell him yourself? And the doors at that perfect moment open, and then there's a car there, there and standing by the driver's side is the silver skeleton, and he's just looking at you. Okay, this is really weird, but sure. Hey, Colin. Hmm. <laughs> Here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to grind this shit to a halt for a second. That's a weird interaction. How does Williamson's future sight interact with Calvert's suit? Okay, he wasn't tracking Calvert. He was tra- he was tracking when the doors opened. He knew Calvert was there from uh, from earlier. Not because he saw him in the future, but because like he's like, Hey, one of your employees is about to do something really stupid. And he knows Calvert enough that Calvert would want to go talk to them in person. Wait, 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 wait. So he said a cool one-liner, just banking on knowing his boss well enough. Yup. I'm not his Anyway, um, I roll, I roll my eyes and get into the car. Uh, Calvert gets in and, uh the driver starts driving, and Calvert just sort of looks out the window, not saying anything for a while. Okay, uh, two can play at this power game. Alright, so eventually uh, he just says Kenneth Fergus Linda Harbaugh Patricia Muniz Tyrone Walters I know their names. Kennedy Carpenter, Victoria Gregs, Ulysses Wright, Donna, Eric, and James Hillman, Thomas Fells, Sandra McKay, Malcolm Denver, Jose Reyes Fernandez. You know their names, and I'm sure you know what connects them. Do you want to hear the various things that they died from? Let's go down the list. Frostbite. The sudden stopping of a heart due to the shock of sudden cold. The instantaneous destruction of their various body parts when they were tipped over and broken due to how very thoroughly frozen they were. Robin convinced me to go a little bit easier on you because you deserved it. And I listened to them. And what is the first thing you do when I loosen my grip a little? You go running to the very prime example what I do 
and why I do it. This is a bit sad. Fundamentally, I think you and I disagree on a lot of things, but I believe people can change. He has shown absolutely no reason that he should be trusted with a second chance. They got him before he even left prison. In fact, I think they are a major part of the reason why he is still not in prison, despite murdering 14 people. You know, fundamentally, he's been arrested, he has been through the justice system. If there's an inadequacy on that end, I can't do anything about it. It's not my job to, you know, fundamentally, I can't be the one to decide the punishment. All I can do is stop people and then let the legal system, let the justice system sort it out. You know, I'm sure that you would be the first one to say that trying to take that level of power is inappropriate for me. But all I can see is he's in the second chance society and my philosophy is everyone deserves a second chance. You know, he, I was chosen by him and I do owe him, I do owe him a lot more than I owe you. The way I see it, only one person between the two of us ever actively looked out for your continued existence. And that one is in this car right now. Whether the circumstances were extraneous or not, and whether those matter to you or not, is beyond my point of understanding or even willingness to care. But all I know is when the chips were thrown down, I saved your life multiple times and he just lets you go off and do whatever you wanted to do, including put yourself in danger. When your other self came through the dimensional rift. I was the one who decided to step up and save your life from him directly at great expense of my own. I should mention if your other self's power levels were something to be believed. Where was he? He wasn't there for you. Yet I was. And yet, for some reason, you hold me in contempt and hold him in the highest regard. Think about that for a while, will you? And he motions for the driver to stop and uh, the door, and he lets you leave if you want. I 
have a witty one one liner with me right now, so yeah. I'll get out and if I think about something then I'll say it. Okay. Before you can think about something, the door closes and he drives away. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, so's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I fucked your dad. <laughs> now we'll go back to um, to Penny and Nikolai. Sorry, that hey, remember how th- this that, was meant yeah, to be a whoops. quick diversion from Penny and Nico going to give a guy a DVD? Whoops, sorry. <laughs> Anyway, we were heading to the Second Chance Society. Uh, yep. That guy whose name I've already forgotten greets you. I think it started was with an E. Keith. It was Keith. Yes. Uh, Keith looks up and goes, "Hello. Do you have an appointment today?" Ah. Uh, I would have set an appointment up for this. Yes, we do. All right. Uh, what are your names? I would. Expect, I look expectantly at Nikolai. NC-11. Party of two. Uh, uh, yep, there you are. Uh, here, me, Sam, oh, Sam's popular today. All right. Uh, go on up to the elevator. You'll be uh, two floors up. Somebody else been here to see him today? Uh, yeah, make a lad. Hmm. The old one or the young one? The young one. Alright. Weird. Alright, and then you guys uh, head on up and... And just on the elevator, I turn to Penny and say, uh, this does track with Gary's behavior. He has, for a long time, considered the capitalist to be a positive figure in his life. And he was not physically present for the capitalist's betrayal. Hmm. That's kind of rough, actually. I mean... I don't remember it super well, but I think I was pretty... In, I thought the capitalist was pretty cool when I was younger, too. Going through all this stuff in my old room. That's rough. He was part of my initial basis for the definition of a superhero. So insofar as I can have a hero or idol, I suppose in a sense he was one for me as well. Well, nobody's perfect, yes. No, they are not. Alright, it's at that point the door is open, and uh, it's a very. It's an extremely similar scene. Um, you see Sam, you see his lawyer, and you see Elaine Pelfrey get up, and she goes, Hello, my name's Elaine Pelfrey. Nice to meet you two. Uh, NC11 and Poltergeist, right? Yeah. Yeah, come on in. Sam's been waiting for you. And she just goes back to the desk and is like, Just pretend I'm not here. Um, Doing some work. So, remind me of what everyone is wearing. Like, a velvet red suit uh, with a black dress shirt and a black tie. Right, and all three of them are wearing this. Um, no, 
the lawyer is not only Sam and Elaine are. Okay. I thought Elaine was the lawyer. No, she's not the lawyer. Uh, it is a... Oh, okay. I was not paying a ton of attention at the time. Fair enough. I saw this pop up and I was like, ah, that must be the lawyer. And I never scrolled down to see. I, I, didn't, I didn't make a thing for the lawyer. Also, I don't think Colin actually said Elaine is founder and CEO. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, she is the uh, founder and CEO. This, there's a thing on her desk that says uh, Elaine Pelfrey CEO. Uh, and there's a bunch of like stuff in her office that shows the timeline of Second Chance Society and like, the various awards they've gotten in like flattering newspaper articles and such. Uh, there's an art, there's like a magazine with like her on it that uh, that highlighted the Second Chance Society at some point. Wow. Weird. Weird to think about a company like this having a CEO. That's a little weird. I don't know. <laughs> you think well, nonprofits company? do have CEOs. Oh, that's true. Bobbin's right. Alright, retract it. It's yeah. just that they're supposed to be paid less. Ideally, they are paid less. It's a non-profit, because apparently the CEO just funds the whole operation, which I guess is legal? Question mark. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Sam looks up and he goes, uh, yes, Nikolai, uh, Poltergeist. It's weird that he doesn't, when he, when he talks in normal voice. Ah, <laughs> uh, hi, yeah. Um, I suppose we haven't had really a lot of time to talk, but, uh, do you recall the incident that occurred on New Year's Eve? Uh, yeah, uh, I saw it on the news. A younger me fell through time, apparently. Right, right, right. And, well... We had to. I, I I hate to use the term babysit here. We had to look after the younger you oh, for right. a period of time because of, well, time travel. I know that. Um, I know that I went off planet, but I didn't know who took me off planet. Right. We were also given conflicting reasons as to why you should be kept away from events on planet. Regardless, however, it is our belief that your participation in events off-world, your memories of these participations belong to you and should thus be returned. And I turn to the CEO and say, it is also our belief that being reminded of an earlier era in Sam's life might be good for his re rehabilitation. Oh, I just realized he's gonna see the part where we convinced him to fucking rob a casino! <laughs> <laughs> oh!
Oh, this is gonna be so fucking good. I was just posting about that. Time for Sam to find out about the mega heist he did a few months ago. <laughs> I wonder how statute of limitations work on disjointed time frames. I just want to point out that I wasn't there, so nothing can be mega without me. It's not it's out of the US's jurisdiction anyway, and they don't have an ex an a galactic extradition treaty. We're fine. <laughs> But I, I do I do follow up with, however, these being Sam's memories, it would be perhaps best to treat them as confidential. Um, Sam leans in with his lawyer and they have a very hushed conversation real quick. Um, Elaine just lets them have it because like, like she said, she's still working on stuff and she's not really a part of this conversation. So she's they're just it just happens to be taking part in her office. Um and eventually Sam goes, uh yeah, I I'm allowed to take whatever you're about to give me as long as I'm uh as long as I view it you know, in a place where I'm legally allowed to be observed so that way I can you know, don't do anything weird with them, I guess. It's it's a whole weird legal loophole. Your parole was very harsh. I did kill 14 people. You did. I'm just saying that it seems like a lot more than, say, any other murderer would get. Elaine pops up and goes, we had to do some favor pulling and such and we're, we're just trying to give Samuel the best possible rehabilitation that he can that he can get. Isn't that right Sam? And he just goes yes Miss Pelfrey and she goes now 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 we've talked about this it's lame. Just sort of shrugs at that. But uh he goes yeah um I guess if it's just me and my lawyer watching them then uh should be fine. And Lane goes, of course, of course, I'm not going to intrude on your private memories. You can tell me what you want. Alright, so we hand over the thumb drive with the video recordings on it, and I would like to just hide a bit of myself on the thumb drive so that once Sam is alone, it can just sort of climb up his arm and into his ear, because I got some questions about this society that I want to only ask Sam. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That is very good. Uh, here's what I'm going to have you do. You are going to roll stealth, and Elaine being the only other major player character who would care enough to catch this is going to roll notice. Uh, I have only stated three of her skills, so I'm going to give her notice at a plus two. Robin would probably get a plus one considering I am incredibly stealthy. Okay. And would be able to help out in some way. I don't know if yeah. I, if I so, saw Nikolai doing it or he let me know, I would probably be able to make a suitable enough like distraction. Sure. Off. 
point sure. of order, you mentioned that Elaine was busy with her own stuff and not paying attention. Yes. Can we get something, some background bonus for that? Sure, I'll give you, um, I'll give you a boom that will give you a plus two to that if you need to roll, if you need it. All right. Uh, she gets a three. All right. I rolled a zero. Is that including the plus one that you're getting from? Uh, no, that's that's just my basic zero. No, that, that's just my basic stat. To get the plus one from Poltergeist, so she is beating it by two at the moment. And we get that free benefit. So that's that brings it up to a tie. And so at that point. I guess I will spend a fake point and invoke my concept All right. and beat it by two. Your pile of nanites, they're very small. They're very hard to see if they're not, like, in a huge clump. None of her aspects would help her notice what is going on. So I cannot invoke my own fake points. So therefore... Yo, in! Yeah, so she does not notice the, uh, the, the thin layer of nanites basically coating uh, this thing and crawling up into Sam's sleeve. Alright, um, I'd like to take that bit with me when we leave. So, uh, as I am just sort of stalling out loud, just sort of going over a basic once-over of what to expect from the video and, uh, the fact that it's not going to be from his perspective, because it's going to be my its my personal record recorded onto the video, uh, edited down for uh, applicability. A little bit of me inside of his ear says, Sam, please do not react. But I have a number of questions about the Second Chance Society that, that I would not like to ask in mixed company. Please respond non-verbally to these questions. Are you required to wear that outfit? He waits for a good spot in your conversation to just, like, give a nod. Have you been requested or required to tie your, your finances to that of the organization? Uh, for that, you are going to have to roll rapport versus his will. Okay. Even non-verbally, he would not want to answer that, just in case. So, you need to be the two. You can almost be the two. I would like to spend a fake point to be the two. Okay. Yeah. I am actively concerned for him, so this is going to be always defend those who need defending. Alright, uh, he looks really hesitant to answer, but at, at some point during your, conversa your outward conversation, uh, he gives a very small, quick nod. Does your rehabilitation involve any sort of procedure that you could describe as a hug bomb? A hug Okay, I'm going to need you to tra uh, translate that for me. It is the kind of thing that cults do to people who are feeling alienated to make them 
identify with cult members. They're, it's also called love bombing. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, with that, he will shake his head no. Have you been requested, required, or encouraged to cut ties with previous friends and family and instead restrict your social ties to those who are within the Second Chance Society? He does this thing where he like, sort of shakes his... It, it's not a... It's like he's tilting his head side to side as a saying, eh, kind of. In that case... I would like to recommend that you find a different way to acquire a second chance. And at that point, I drip out of his ear. Um, real quick, roll, go ahead and roll notice. Oh uh, dear. Nope, nope, you don't see anything. Um, so yeah, you drip out of his ear and eventually join up with I yourself. I mean, that's a minus three on the dice. Yeah. Wanna, do you want to retake I'm running that out one? Of fate, I'm running out of fate points quick. I'm not going to try and redo this one. Yeah, you only have three because you took another stunt, right? Yeah, I'm up to four stunts. Three fate points. Alright. So, um, if that's it, I don't have anything planned past that with you two. Well, I, there, there's going to be just like a quick follow-up once we're out of the building. Okay. Yeah. No, just once... Nikolai's done stalling for time, I just say. Uh, yeah, and you can probably reach either of us if you want clarification on anything. Uh, you know how to get a hold of us, I'm sure. Uh, he, he's about to answer and his uh, lawyer responds. He will contact you when he the need to contact you. <laughs> Penny makes the most, like, why <laughs> look. But yeah, yeah, no. After that, we can just have the follow-up that Bobbin wants. Which is, uh, once we get out of the building and, like, a safe distance away into whatever transportation we're using, I just turn to Penny and say, I am 82% certain that the Second Chance Society is structured as a cult. I agree with you, but it's mostly because of the really creepy fashion. Yes, that was my first indication. However, I spoke to Sam in secret, and I just sort of beat off a little bit of myself to demonstrate how. And by the sound of things, Sam is being isolated and financially attached to the Second Chance Society. Hmm. I mean and is in the process of being isolated from all outside individuals. It makes sense. I mean, well, who wouldn't want the capitalist? And if you were an unscrupulous type of person, you definitely wouldn't want to let someone like that go, so make the conditions right to keep them under your thumb. There is a certain West Coast cult that enhances its visibility by enticing celebrities into its fold. Oh. Maybe we should look in on the lawyer somehow? If the lawyer is... I mean, they're Sam's lawyer. I'm sorry, what is the gender of the lawyer? Uh, male. Okay. 
if the lawyer is, you know, financially tied to the Second Chance Society somehow, that would definitely make it much more likely. If Sam is financially tied to the Second Chance Society, then they are doubtlessly the ones that are paying for the lawyer's services. Oh, true, true, true. <sighs> yeah, I guess we would... This could be a... one of those things where it was the only way he could get out of prison? That is true. The fact that he is on parole at all, after the murder spree. You're right. And superpower prison's not... Like, prison in general is not great, but superpower prison is not great, even just having sort of experienced sec it secondhand. Indeed. I just want to interject here, because I this would be something you guys would know in character. Sam didn't, like, get his sentence commuted partway through. He was given a basically a slap on the wrist to begin with. They put a judge who fucking loved the captain list in front of him for sentencing. Interesting. Even, even so, I think there are minimums for homicide. Yeah, there are. And there's 14 counts of homicide. That's 14 times the minimum. I mean, I'm just going off of what Colin established yes. that he basically got two years to begin with, and everybody was unhappy about it, but what are you gonna do? I mean, I'm not gonna claim to be any kind of expert on the American legal system, but isn't there some legal precedent for, like, changing the judge or whatever? I don't know if that happens. Recusing? Huh? Well, I'm sus to the lawyer. But, uh, well, the fact that he's on parole means that the sentence is still there hanging over him. And so the impression I'm getting out of character here is that Sam's sentence has been provided an early parole option thanks to strings pulled by the Second Chance Society directly. Give the man a cookie. <laughs> yeah, like... Reticence or not, he's too dangerous to be left under the thumb of some creep. Like Pelfrey? Is it Pelfrey, right? It is Pelfrey, yes. Got it! Our character, I'm slightly disappointed that the Second Chance Society is not good, but what can you do? I can't believe the Second Chance Society was bad. Wow. What? Well, yeah. Be nice if it was legit. I mean, I'm sure there are other rehabilitation systems for uh, superpowered criminals. Second Chance Society just happens to be the biggest. So, uh, Ape Cat, you guys haven't gotten to much of anything yet. Uh, who wants to go first between you two? Well, I was just going to try working on tracking down Xerox so that we know where they are. Okay. Um, 
so that does actually bring up some good conflict of interest stuff that uh, that Spider-Man characters enjoy so much. So, in that case, uh, what are you doing? Like, how how do you want to go about tracking Xerox? I mean, I can just like I can physically track them, but I don't think they're in the city right now. Like, we know we're hitting. They're we know that they're hitting DHEA locations and. They're hitting remote ones and only one, so we could just like get a list of ones they've already hit if we can get that, and then just like cross them off. Make a big, get a board going. Yeah. Some pins and stuff. All right. Sure. Uh, so as you're setting up these pins, your phone gets a notification that, uh, like, the text sound that uh, you would have set up for it. I know. Oh. Phone work, yeah. Yes, and uh, and when you get when you get it, um, it's this message from Tiffany saying, "Hey, how should I dress for the thing tonight?" Wasn't that like in a month? You a said like weeks. a week and a half. Did I? Oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. You said a week and a half four months ago. Like four in real life, real life four months. months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Fair enough. No, in game. What? Wait, really? I, no, I thought that I thought that was towards the end of the downtime. That stuff. was not established. I think in game it's I came back on like Saturday, it's Tuesday now or something like that, so it was never established the position in the time skip. Well we were we are positioning it now. Anyway, point is this for, I'm I'm popping this particular grenade off now. So She's asking, hey, what should I wear for the thing tonight? It's an outdoor thing, so something that'll be comfortable outdoors. Like, don't wear a fancy dress, you'll just... It's not gonna be... I mean, if you can't, you want, I guess you can. <laughs> but it's not a great idea. Okay, dress casual. Got it. I didn't know how fancy this thing was, so I'm glad I'm checking up on it. No, it's just, it's a casual outdoor movie viewing, it's like, I mean, you could wear something nice underneath if you want to go somewhere fancy afterwards, but I, that's on you. Oh, dinner and a movie, my, aren't you? <laughs> so I'm distracted with work stuff, I'm being a little bit snippy and I apologize for that, but it's just something nice and casual, we're not gonna go like to a fancy dinner afterwards it'll be a pretty relaxed thing how about that yeah sure so like work work stuff or superhero work stuff I superhero work stuff and she gives a thumbs up at that okay I'll meet you at the park because I'm pretty sure you said it was at a park yeah all right it's in the park outdoor viewing of Yochimbo yep Alright, so what do you do until the point when the uh, when the movie starts? Are you going to go to Gabby and ask to see if they can track down Xerox? Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to send them off on their own, but if they also, like, they want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, let's hack. Let's go with this, like, hey, Gabby. What's up? I kind of forgot that I have a date tonight, and I was working on the whole Xerox problem. I just wanted to drop off everything I've gotten so far. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you can bring it to my place. Uh, I've been 
being hit here on the ground since you told me that uh, they cut off basically what equates to one of the joint's fingers. Yeah. And uh, turns out this joint is not the only one who's had that kind of run. Right, so they just have a gruesome little playbook. Uh, yeah, sure as hell sounds like it. Fantastic. Uh, I got like a cork board. I don't know. I don't know why, but I got a cork board on the map, and I put like pins in it with the offices that they hit. Doesn't seem like there's any kind of pattern. They just hit randomly. They're not going state by state, as far as I can tell. All right, well, uh, just let me know where it is. I'll take a look at it and see if I can find anything. Yeah, it's over in Silver Security. Okay. Along uh, with all the tapes. If you want to, I've reviewed everything on there. That was a couple sleepless nights. So that was fun. I found, uh, I've parceled out every little bit of information or every time Xerox appears on footage. So that's also available for viewing. I gotta go clean up, I think. Alright, yeah, sure. I'll Just take coffee. I'll take a look at all that and see if I can do anything with it. Nope. Uh, have fun on your date. I will try to. Uh, at least I like the gym movie. It was a good movie, so I got that. Alright, and. Clockwipe, I guess. Uh, it's a few hours later in the park, and you see Tiffany, uh, like, standing at a place, like, just sort of scanning to keep an eye out for you. And she's dressed fairly casually. Like, she's got, um, she's dressed nice, but not so nice as to say, like, this is an extremely fancy date. It's just, like, you know, nice shirt, nice pants. Um, she is still wearing the the little necklace thing, though. Hmm. Well, is it still like fall going into winter? Or what is the temperature? No, it's it's like April. May. So it's still fairly. It still gets decently cold at night. Yes. Mid to late April right now, especially in upstate New York. Right. So I don't know. I'm just nice jacket on. Decent jeans, I guess. Nice dark jacket, scarf. I like a, I like a good scarf. Good scarves are always nice. Uh, and when she spots you, she walks over and she goes, "Hey, Felix." Hey. Uh, I brought a blanket because I don't know if you need one for these because otherwise you're just sitting on the grass. I imagine this is your first time on one of these things, so. Uh, but. yeah, yeah. I typically don't watch movies outside. It's fun. I got a thermos with some cider. Ooh, cider, yes. Um, you don't want to break into that right away. You want to hit that one, like, midpoint in the movie when you're starting to feel a cold. Pro okay. tip. All right. Sounds good. Um, I guess we should go find a spot before all the good ones are taken. Yeah. All right, so uh, go ahead and roll me either investigate or notice. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'll go with notice. I got a four. Got I a find four. the best spot. Yeah, you do find a really good spot. Um, like, the park is kind of hilly, and so they the, the people have who are running the thing have put the um, 
projector at like the bottom or the screen at like the bottom of the hill so that way like people can don't have to worry about somebody being like overly tall so you find a nice spot that's like just far away enough that you don't have to like turn your head all over the place to watch the movie but like close enough that you're not like squinting to see the action so you ever seen your jimbo before uh no i have not i'm i would ask what it's about but i I'm about to find out, so I don't want to be yeah. spoiled. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Inspired a lot of other tile titles. Uh, uh, what was that one? It was one cowboy movie. It's not The Magnificent Seven. Good. Uh, Bad, the Ugly? That's no. The only, that's the only cowboy movie I really know. Hold on, I'm actually going to check this because I... A Fistful of Dollars. Yes, that's it. Fistful of Dollars. Yes. Inspired a fistful of dollars, the cinematography got copied in basically almost every Western for a long time. Like Japanese cinema and, you know, like Westerns, spaghetti Westerns and all that are. What's the word I'm searching for? They caught. Like, Fired. Yeah, they. Westerns owe a lot to Japanese cinema, basically. It's, it's this weird place. Influenced? Influence is a good word, too, yes. All right, yeah, it sounds like a good time. I've never really watched a lot of spaghetti westerns, but uh, I, like I said, I've watched The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I like that, so. Yeah. Um, Seven Samurai, or you've seen uh, Magnificent, Magnificent Seven? No, no, I have not. Uh, I, my, my movie tastes are more towards the lines of, like, comedies. And boy, let me tell you, some of those have aged really poorly. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I basically like, can't watch anything before 2015 anymore. I mean, some of them still hold up. I like watching Airplane now and then again, but there are parts okay. of it, that, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I mean, like, movies, like, comedies from, like, when I was growing up. So, like, late 90s to mid-2000s, those are all problematic. Yeah, surprising amount of comedy back then was, haha, homophobia. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Looking back on it. There's like there's a lot of good timeless stuff though. Anything Mel Brooks did is usually pretty good. Oh, I I love Mel Brooks. I think my Okay. I know we were just talking about it being problematic, but Blazing Saddles is my favorite. Followed very closely by Young Frankenstein. Young Fra Frankenstein, you wouldn't think, but it has like a lot of elements there that aren't great looking back. <laughs> it's at this point where you're talking about the problematic comedies of the past the movie starts and and she waits for you to crack into the cider before she starts uh, sipping at it as well so whenever you start opening that up uh, she will also like start taking sips at it yeah you want to start feeling the cold before you get there you don't want to waste that good cider early this is a nice thermos. It's gonna stay hot for a while. <laughs> and despite despite the warm cider, there is at some point, like towards near the end of the movie, she does start shivering a little. I mean, it's like a it's a two hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you going to do anything about it, Mister? I ac accidentally asked us what I thought to be the clone of a supervillain out on a date. I mean. I, it's first date. I don't think we're 
I mean, I'll... The most I'm gonna do is just, like, scooch a little closer, I guess. All right, Give here. her your jacket, dork. You have, <laughs> like, fucking super constitution. You're fine. <laughs> I imagine that's... Robin <laughs> yells from behind the nearby hill. <laughs> Why are no, you I specifically here? <laughs> I specifically established Robin wasn't coming uh, to, like, watch them out of paranoia. That's not happening. This is me yelling at Ape. My <laughs> jacket. I, I, That's what I was going for, honestly, was the jacket. Find the jacket, God. <laughs> uh, you dress warmly, God damn it. I, I, Look, girl clothes can be kind of horseshit sometimes. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, she will thank you, like, extremely quietly because the movie's still going as she, like, it's like that scene where Mr. Um, Mulberry 30 is walking up the road alone. It's... You've seen the gifts of this. I think I've seen the gifts. I've not seen the movie, so I... God, I cannot fucking get over that the pseudonym that he took for himself was 30-year-old Mulberry He Bush. does it in the second two movies, too. He just does it... <laughs> Like, <laughs> literally looks out the window, picks his own age in the first thing he says. <laughs> My name is 26-year-old Prius. My name is 34-year-old The Neighbor's Pool. <laughs> in fairness, J uh, Japanese is has not had quite so many outside influences that they don't know that names... All of their names still mean something, and aren't chosen just because they sound nice. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, the movie ends, and like she gets up, and uh, I guess we'll help you up because uh, because you were the one who was nice enough to give his jacket. So she's gonna help you up, and she's like, "I only after a lot of prodding, I really like that. Honestly, it was." really good movie yeah I mean it's considered a classic for a reason so are you going to make good on that promise of dinner as well or are we done here no dinner's good all right I mean I don't have anything in particular in mind what are you hungry for uh, you know don't what? say Asian Okay, since Asian's off the table, I guess I, mean, I can go for Italian. No, we, no, you, no, you, you, no, we you, can go get it, but you have to mime it. Uh, you can't say no, it. I, I, I can't. I, uh, no, I'm, charades. I'm, okay, now I'm not playing charades. No. I'm, let's, yeah, a piece of paper. Go, I, know, I know a really good Italian <laughs> place here, Felix. Okay, let's just go. <laughs> and she, like, she takes you to a place that... You know, it's sort of fancy, but it's also not the place where, like, you have to, like, dress in a three-piece suit to get into or, or requires a reservation. It's, like, a nice... It's nice enough. It's nice enough that you, what you are wearing right now is probably barely within dress code, but still within dress code. And, like, you guys managed to get a table. Uh, and she goes... Oh, yeah, I guess I should give this back to you now that we're inside. And she, like, takes off your coat and, like, hands it back to you. Yeah. I mean, thanks. But what's good here? Um, I like they... a good uh, eggplant parmesan, personally. 
they have really good eggplant parmesan. Uh, I really like their shrimp scampi. Like, I, I basically get it almost every time I come here. Hmm. I can understand getting the same thing every time, but I, I like to try a different thing every time I come to a restaurant. I mean, I'll change it up every once in a while, sure, but like, I, like, they have real good shrimp scampi, so I just fair enough. Every, I mean, every time I face with indecision, I just de- I just default to it, you know? Yeah. No, I can I can get that if it works. We gonna get an appetizer? Do you want an appetizer? Um, do you want an appetizer? I mean, I could go for something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can we can get something. Um, and how do you feel about shellfish? Because it looks like they've got mussels. I don't mind shellfish. I can do shellfish. Order mussels. It is. All right. And uh, eventually a server comes around and guys order your food and true to true to what she said it is really good like this when you dig in it's still crispy despite having all the sauce on right and she goes see see i told you they know their stuff yeah this is a pretty good eggplant parmesan i will probably come back here just not even on a date just to get this (laughs) so speaking of uh speaking of the date i wouldn't object to a second one. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Alright. All right. Do you have anything in mind? I came up with the first idea. It's your turn now. Uh, I honestly have this charity thing that I have to go to. It's not super fancy. You don't have to worry about getting a tuxedo or anything. Um, <laughs> I do some charity things. I got nice clothes, yeah. Yeah, um... And I got invited, and I'm still looking for a plus one. All right, sounds like a day to me. So, all right. It's um, when when is it? Um, it's it's in like a week or so. So I uh, I I'm forgetting. The you can text me the exact date. Right yeah, I'll, I'll I'll text you the exact date later. This has okay. been nice. This has been nice. Um, do you? need a ride home or anything because I uh, oh no I can I can fly right for a second I forgot you were do you, super do you wanna I do you wanna fly or do you have a limo waiting I don't have a limo waiting I'm not I'm not so extra that I have a limo waiting on the, on the first date Felix but uh no I do I do have a car that I can uh that I took here, so I I can drive. Right. Next time, then. Next time, I'm going to. Most people go for the flying. I see. Listen, if I flew, then I would just have to take a taxi down here tomorrow to get my car. Fair enough. But for sure, next time I will expect the flying, and I'll just take an Uber. Does Uber still exist? Uber's bigger than ever. So they, I think they, they have to be, like... I thought they were hemorrhaging money. How I is think... Uber so big when I specifically went out of my way to establish a very robust public transportation system? Yeah. Okay. And okay. it's like five okay. years past like, I, 2020 guys, at this point, and they've if, been... Guys, if you had let me finish the sentence, you'd be like, although, to be fair, they are not as big here as they used to be, so, like, I can probably just... 
or just like a taxi. Or I can technically drive. I don't own a car, but that's, eh. nah, nah. That's... All right. Well, we'll we'll figure out the logistics later. This is a bad ending to the date. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. This has been a great awkward conversation. <laughs> All the best date sends win conversations about Uber. <laughs> you no, but seriously, this, each is, other. this has been great. I've yeah. I've enjoyed this quite a bit. So have I. Uh, I'll maybe sometime we'll watch the. It's not a technically a sequel, but it's got the same guy. He got written into the second movie because of the popularity. So I'm, it's technically a sequel, but it's not really a sequel. It's one of those, yeah, it's one of those weird things. I've got, uh, it's, it's, you can't find it on like streaming services, but I've got a copy at home. All right, Maybe. I'm gonna look forward to it. Well, I'll, uh, see you later, I guess. <laughs> All right, she, uh, she, she will walk with you out of the restaurant, and at that point, she will lean in and kiss your cheek. Unless you decide to do something better. Roll to defend. <laughs> I'm gonna give her a kiss at plus seven. No. No. I don't know how to react to that, but thank you. <laughs> this is... I'm going to fly away now before I say something else stupid. <laughs> She's like, I'll see you next week. Plus... Whoosh. It's me flying away. <laughs> Is there anything you want to do after that? Um, I'm going to beat myself up for the next half hour, thinking <laughs> about all the dumb things I did. <laughs> and then for the next several weeks. All right, it sounds like a good point to move on to Switch. Huh, well, uh, speaking of Felix being in awkward conversations, how about Felix bees in an awkward conversation? Although we're also going to get Penny in on it. Sounds awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's see. Well, since... I would ra so I would rather have this conversation like privately in case it turns into like something personal and I don't want to have either the Garys or Nikolai present for it for the time being to the anti-Gary room so instead I'm going to start with a phone call to Felix. Ahoy hoy, you've reached Felix. Hi. Are you busy for the next, like, I don't know, hour, maybe? I want to go razz Penny about being a, a quantum mystery. Yeah, sure. Um, what's the time frame? What's the timeline here? After the last event, but not particularly okay days in the future but not many sure uh, yeah 
do you want to meet up? Uh, do you want to like just meet there or meet up beforehand? Okay, so I want to do something really dumb to hopefully disarm her. Okay. So she's at work right now. We're just gonna pop in like right behind her. No. Could you like go in and like get a hold of her and say we need to like you maybe you and I need to talk to her real quick. Okay. And then we will both be surprised, so that will be fun. <laughs> this is going to be very silly and I hope it will make her not freak out. Good gambling. Alright. Well, anything else? Otherwise, I'm going to head over there. Nope. Okay. See you in a few. My way over to... What's the name of the fucking company? Carter Logistics. Carter Logistics. Carter Transport and Logistics. Alright. So I just head into the reception area. Hi, excuse me. Um... I need to talk to Penny Carter. Could you tell her that uh, Felix and Robin are here? Uh, yeah. Hold on one moment. And uh, they um they buzz in and go. Um, uh, Miss Carter, Robin and Felix are here to see you. Oh shit. Um, you didn't hear me saying that. Um. <laughs> yes, I did. Put a dollar in the swear jar. Um, yeah, I'll be right out. Okay. And, uh, they look up at you and they go, uh, she'll be right out. Also, Felix is over, like, getting coffee. Cool, thanks. Yeah, uh, make sure she puts a dollar in the swear jar, too. I'll make sure of that, I guess. (laughs) Just the elevators here? Yes. Awesome. This is good coffee. Thank you. It's just Keurig. Still, it's still pretty good. All right. Eventually, Penny comes. Yeah. Yeah. Penny strides out through a door. Am I not heading up to the office? Oh, I said I was going to come out and meet you. Did you want to actually come to the office? No, that's way more interesting. Yes, you get to come up to Penny's office. All right. Yeah. So eventually, the the elevator door opens and uh, the receptionist goes, "Hey." uh... Elevator's ready for you. Oh, cool. Uh, is it specific four, or is there just like a P? Is this is the one with the P on it here? No, that's parking. Oh, <laughs> how did? Oh, you're here already. <laughs> I mean, the joke is becoming real. You're here already. <laughs> no. We're on the elevator. To, no, seriously, which floor is this? It's uh, it's two. I'm, I, I mean, actually, no. Why am I answering? That's not the. That's not the. Oh, it's it's the third floor. Okay. Third floor. Ding. Note to the editor: Please put a really cool uh, song in here that's not music. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna put elevator stuck. Okay, that's perfect, actually. Thank you. Hey, Felix. Hey, how's it going? I thought Robin was with you. Hmm, that's weird. They were right there. 
Anyway, what can I do for you? You, you got my cell phone number. You didn't come to my work. So I need to talk about some stuff. And okay. Wanted to do Are you guys it. in the office at this point? I, I figured I would have like sent a text, like walking into office. So yeah, we needed to talk to you, and we wanted to do it in a location where the Garys and Zero weren't going to be around. Well, I don't have any guarantee that Zero hasn't bugged my office. That is impossible. Except I don't think I, I I really don't think we would, but you know. Mm. Anyway, we stopped doing that after they were requested to stop doing that. You haven't had any sort of indication that they've uh, started up again. Yeah, no. It's basically just a. It could happen. I don't think it did though. Oh, you want me not in your office? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, so is this going to be the part where Robin just pops in and spooks me? I feel like I, that's at too at that easy. moment, teleport into the room, like, jump on top of the nearest desk, point at Penny. Penny Carter, Jacuse! And... never mind. I don't speak... French. German. I'm... I'm half French. <laughs> Jump off of the desk. Pace around a bit. Penny, multiple credible eyewitnesses have stated that they have seen you in two places at once. How do you plead? Like, Jacuz isn't even that hard to figure out from context. I mean, I, I mostly just did that to... To annoy you because I knew that it would annoy you. It did! You are correct! <laughs> You're avoiding the question. Shit, Um, I don't know what you're talking about? Don't you give me that. What is up with the multiple pennies? Um... If you're two people, you have to tell us. I'm not. Be friends with both of them. That's a really nice gesture, actually. But, um... Okay, look. I'm... I didn't want to... tell you all about it, because it seemed like a bad time, especially with the two Garys. And I've kind of been working out the bugs, still. But, um... So I'm not, like, really here right now. Yeah, nobody is. It's, it's a weird time. No, 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 no. I mean, like, literally in this case. Shove Felix a are little you, bit. Are you... This is like a drugs thing? Felix, let her talk. Okay, so, so, so... I just stride over to one of the, like... It's like a bunch of little, like, weird gadgets on his shelf. Like, Penny's office isn't, like, super decorated. It's mostly just... There's, like, a... There's, like, some blueprints on an... What's the word? An easel? Something like that. There's a map of the city framed 
there's a big window that there's big windows that take up one wall. But she just goes and picks up two little boxes. So, um, you know, I had a lot of time to myself over the past couple of years. And I was fiddling. I managed to make um, I managed to make these things. Push one of the buttons on the box and push the other button on the box and it creates a tiny, like not pin heads wide, but pretty small, like the size of a dime hole in space. So, um, you know, power supply issues always been a problem. They only last for, and the, one of the boxes just fizzles out, and they both call, both wormholes collapse. Power supply has always been an issue. So I thought, how could I apply? And I, I launched a satellite, and I put myself on that satellite. And, um... Like, physically, or yeah, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't hard. Getting the satellite up there was hard, mind you. But, like, getting myself up there? Easy. I mean... So, um... If you want something to be in space, you could have just asked. Well, you know, I wasn't talking to anybody at the time. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Kind of scratch at the back of my head. Whatever. Not the point. Not the point. Um, look, when you don't get out a whole lot, you have a lot of time to um, do some mad science. And so I, um, I was like, the big problem with me, you know, I'm only in ever one. I'm only ever in one place. So, what if I made... Uh, so, I didn't clone myself, just to preface this. But what so if I could be like... in two places? Okay, if you're not a clone, what are you? Um... Let's go with proxy. I'm a proxy. I'm... representative of myself in this space, but like... My head is sort of, um, hollow. Don't say, oh my god, I was gonna say, don't say empty. Uh, okay. So. So how, how much of your thoughts and actions are generated by and I kind of point up just generally Penny Prime. Oh, like a good 80%? Like, you know, I don't... You know, there's not like, like handling of autonomous things like, um, like breathing or blinking. So Penny Prime just like sends the directives down and you just carry them out as best your abilities? Is that's Oh no 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 no. I'm 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 me. 
I'm Penny Prime. It's just, um. No, I mean like basically like the general thoughts hit, but the fine motor control is on this end. Uh, kind of. Like, so there's a complex machine mind interface that leads to a sort of sorting system that leads to a wormhole that I keep open using solar power, hence the satellite. It's a, it's, you know, synchronous between the sun and the earth. And, um, you know, there's, there's, it's sort of like computer generated a lot. That's how I, that's how I don't have the input lag, you know? It's, I was a little out of it when I got the whole thing set up and working right, and I haven't wanted to fiddle with it. No, I get that. If you spoke it too much, it might break. Well, yeah. And, you know, Al kind of helped me with part of it. Hmm. And so... The... Well, the thing is, the big, the big problem is that I can't really... I can't really focus on two things at once perfectly. I'm, I'm pretty good at multitasking, usually. But, uh... You know, sometimes I just sort of get distracted. I'm still confused, but I think I understand sort of what's going on. That makes one of us. So, I guess Penny Prime, as you've established, is in the satellite. Yeah. And they just kind of empathize at the two hollow pennies. And the hollow pennies just interpret that and do what they like. Not sending orders to bidders, not that literal, but it's like you're thinking. I of, want to do this. Of three separate it, entities when it's really like an entity in two appendages. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, I'm offloading some things that don't that don't involve decision making, but through the power of a sweep and knock over one of the boxes on accident. Wormholes! I can reduce input lag, and I can be in multiple places, and, um, you know, with a mild dosage of nootropics, usually I can, uh, I can manage to keep my attention in two places at once, split four ways. walk and walk and talk and talk and chew bubblegum. So are they, like, organic or are they robotic? Uh, the body's organic. The bits in the head are all mechanical, though. It's not cloning if you don't have a brain. I think it still kind of is. Well, it's not illegal if you do it outside of the planet. Okay, so... So, I mean, I, I think it should go without saying that the legality of this situation is highly irrelevant to me. 
Because you sure. don't need to defend yourself on that ground. Um, Look, I've been practicing for this to get found out by somebody who cares a lot more about the law. So, like, um, you figuring this out is kind of a relief, but also terrifying. I mean, I'm not going to go telling everybody about it. I, I assume you would rather we didn't. You know, at least until I can work the kinks out of it. I don't want somebody... I don't want somebody trying this before I have perfected the technology and also copyright. Sure. Valid. So yeah, I... I don't give a shit about the legality, and I don't... really... I mean, hi. Who, who in the world am I going to be to come down on somebody for having an exceptionally unconventional living situation? More power to you. My chief concern is how much of my interaction with you over the past, I don't know, couple of years, I guess, is, has been authentically with you, and how much of it has been filtered through subroutines? I would say it's 100% genuine. Like, it's... I mean, I'm not... I receive 100% of the data. It's mostly just, like, filtering out stimulus when I don't need it necessarily, because, like, sense of touch is important, but not always. I think it's like having a conversation with somebody, but they're always, like, doing something that requires their attention and they're like they're cooking or they're fixing something so like you're interacting with that person but they're not like completely focused on you that sort of sounds bad now that I say it I mean you're right like it's not been it's not that it's not a genuine interaction with them, it's just that they're distracted 24-7. You sleep? When it's important, I put 100% of myself on something. I can... I can put the proxy on a semi-autonomous mode so it doesn't, you know, like suffocate or forget to eat. But it's just like, I can be somewhere doing paperwork and also, you know... Oh no, that sounds really bad. Um... Mm. I can be somewhere doing paperwork and also working on my personal projects while I'm, while I'm at it. I was going to say driving a car, okay? I have a spotless driving record, okay, Felix? 
one new question. I'm just kind of like, Al pops in, chimes in, and he goes, don't believe her! Okay. Uh... Not tell me tell you how many times she's illegally parked in space. It's not illegal if it's in space. Pay attention. Keep up. You try telling the space authorities that. Look, anyway, anyway, it's not... I am always here. Like I said, it's like... I'm, it's not like I'm three people. I'm just one person. With more appendages than usual. So, if, like, you're 100% focused on something, does the other uh, hollow penny just, like, lock up? Mm. That's weird to see. I mean... Kind of? She idles. Yeah, I, I idle. Semi-autonomous, you know? Is your... But if you're comparing it to an appendage, I mean, what is your left hand doing when your right hand is writing something in a notebook? Whatever your brain sort of tells it to do as a background process. Exactly. Okay. like I wanted to... I don't know. I, it's not like I wanted to hurt anybody doing this. I just wanted to be more, to be better, so I could do more. Without cloning yourself, which is very illegal that you definitely didn't do. <sighs> well, if I clone myself, it's not me. It's a different person. That different person has their own values, and it would be slavery if I were to encroach upon that person's values, versus someone that didn't have any will in the first place. If somebody didn't have any will in the first place, then I've never encroached. It's never slavery. It's just me. But, like, I turned to Robin like, see, see, see? Like I said, clones are not the same people. What? We are not at all going to get back into this conversation right now. We are doing something a million times more important than that particular debate. Is this about the... Is this the Darth yes. girl thing? Okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. Different thing. No. This is an <laughs> this entirely is more stupid conversation that we this had. This is something it... infinitely stupider. Once we settle this, then we'll get into that. But right now... N no, I... I, I, no, I, I have don't a collaborating... I, I have a collaborating witness now. Penny, I can't believe you've done this to me. I don't know what I did. All right. Audience, right. just in case you're wondering, no, no, you did not miss anything. Okay. I don't even know if I'm in trouble right now. No, not, not with me at least. You're not in trouble with me either. I just, I mean, I told you the one thing I'm concerned about and I'm going to believe you. They just wanted to know what was up with our friend. Yeah, you're important to us. And all of a sudden we find out that you are defying fundamental laws of physics and we want to know what's up. 
And if you tell me that you have it under control, and that you're never just pawning off your interactions with us to some sort of automatic program. Okay. No, it's never... Like, I can go back through my short-term memory a little bit if I have to, like, if I zone out and miss something. I've got, like, a, you know, I've got, like, a 60-second playback of the things I just saw, but they're, it's, it's like a RAM thing. It's not like a... I'm not, like, recording everything that I do. I mean, everyone's got short-term memory. Everybody zones out. Flick Felix in the side of the head. True. I do a lot of things on autopilot. And then I realize I'm doing them on autopilot, and it's like, whoa, how long has that been going on? I don't know. I don't know, I just thought maybe... If it was... mechanical in nature, that might make it seem less genuine. I don't know. I'm not... All I wanted to do when I started this was I just wanted to be able to do more things. I wanted to be able to run this company and also keep helping people in other ways. Yeah. Paperwork is boring. It's not that paperwork is boring. But yes, paperwork is extremely boring. Um, it's that... Just, do you ever feel like you could be doing more things? Oh yeah, all the time. You be doing, especially when I was younger. If I could have been two people at once when I was younger, I would have absolutely done that. Just been out on the streets all the time while still, you know, maintaining my school life and everything. I would have jumped on that 100%. Sure. Right, but like. By making a decision to focus on one thing over another, aren't you... It's like making this value judgment that you can't necessarily take back because you've decided one thing is more important than the other, but everything's important. It's triage. That's part of being an adult. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Well, you've found a solution, I guess. So, what's like the space pod situation? How's that working? Yeah, are you like physically okay up there? Because like, gra after a while without gravity, your bones start to deteriorate. What's going on there? I mean, I can artificially make gravity feelings. Okay, do you have to send like a, like a payload up with nutrients and stuff? Every once yeah, in a while? Yeah, I mean, there's... There is efficient water recycling system. I've got some hydroponics going on, so that it's not Fucking entirely... walk up to Penny, put my hands on her shoulders. Please tell me you're not eating, like, fucking soylent up there. Please tell me you have real food up in that pod. Um, it's a lot of potatoes mostly, but yeah, no, there's real food in there. Occasionally, I manage to send up some meat if I think I can keep it'll keep long enough. If you're doing hydroponics, you could add fish. I've never been a big fan of fish, really. Eh, fair enough. Do, do you? Shrimp? Okay, 
like, I I don't want to encroach into this highly personal thing outside of as far as I already have, if you're not okay with it, but I, I, I am the best delivery service in existence, if you want to get more goodies up there. Is the space thing just to avoid legal ramifications, or is there other reasons? Um, it's a good place because I can... With the, if I have the supplies on hand, I can make the proxies locally and send them down to pretty much anywhere on the Earth. Um, I mean... And also, legal ramifications are important, but also putting it in space means that I can always have access to solar power, which is how I'm staying connected to the proxies. Okay. That's good enough reason. I just worry about, like, micrometeors and stuff. Um... You're... No, 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 there's a... You're... Sh you got shielding? You good? Yeah, no, there's a... There's a... What do you call it? It's hard to explain. It's a, like a like a cushion. I'll just take your word for it that you're protected against that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I've spent a lot of time in space. I've been planning a lot of this. Okay. Well, we just wanted to know what was up with our friend. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed this isn't time travel shenanigans and we don't have like a second penny to be friends with. I mean, if you would like to think about it that way, can. Eh. It's just, it's, it's just you. It's just me. I, I, I think I'm gonna hard disagree, Felix. I think I'm pretty glad that it's just the one penny. I mean, I did want us like a second penny to be friends with would be neat, though. I mean, sure, but also, I like that the person I know is the person I know. Second guess was like. A secret twin, twin situation that you've been hiding this whole time. I'm not that good of a liar. Yeah. And that would require there to be two really good liars. Hmm. Well, if you were... Now, see, a really good liar would say that. You're right. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, I'm satisfied. Uh, if there's nothing else, I now owe Robin lunch, apparently. Why? The bet on the way. I was certain this was going to be time travel shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Sorry, a little out of it. No, I can. Are we cool? Yeah, we're cool. I mean, with me, I can't speak for Ramen. Yeah. Yeah, I. I don't have a single bad thing to say about this situation now that I understand it. I'm really glad to hear that. I don't know, I just... I only recently got it working 100%. And I didn't want to spring it on you because of everything going on with Gary. I thought my, that might make things worse. Yeah. I appreciate the consideration. I could, I could deal with two pins a lot easier than two gears, I think. I mean, there's actually, like, three pennies, but, um... Theoretically, if I had enough resources, I could have as many pennies as I wanted. 
I can be as many me's as I need. The only limitation is really my ability to concentrate. Yeah. You could do like your own thriller dance. <laughs> You're right, I could. But like, then what do you do with the extra pennies afterwards? That's... Nobody ever thinks of that. It's like, well, crap, what do we do with all these pennies? I don't know. Pen I think they Put them all in a big like bundle, see if we can get a quarter. <laughs> take the coin, you take them to the fucking coin star machine at the local Smiths. <laughs> the bank will roll them up. So, what do you want from Butch? I don't know. You pick. I'm feeling Ty. You want Ty? Sure. You, um... You want to come? Um, sure. I haven't taken lunch. Cool. Cool. And let me let me know about that supply thing, alright? Will do. I also would need to, like, get you the exact, like, coordinates for it, because I don't want you teleporting yourself into space. Wouldn't have to be exact coordinates. If you still, like, have some small little jets on there, like little air compressors, you can maneuver it into place, you just have to get into the general area. And then I imagine instant teleportation is a hell of a lot cheaper on the fuel costs. Okay, except or... You could just put this, hold in one of the little radioactive beads out to Penny, on your next supply run. Sure. Alright, yeah. I'll tell you when it gets there. And, you know, you don't gotta feel obligated if you don't want it. No, I mean, if you wanna see my little space apartment, you're free to. So I. And also, you know, you're offering to help me transport stuff, which is, uh, honestly, would be a big load off of my money. How decorated is the, is the Spartan? Would you say it's fairly Spartan? Uh, yeah, I don't spend a whole All lot right, of you. Come on. Alright. So sure it was going to be time travel shenanigans, but I guess, like, we can't do another one of those right after the Gary thing. Secret siblings are maybe, like, identical cousins. As, so as soon as we manage to leave, is when I. Is Future when Penny daughter. Says, <laughs> as soon as we manage to get out of there, Penny says. To think that was all an elaborate ruse just to make sure I don't have to put any money in the swear jar. <gasps> no! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, I've been oh. tricked. I've been bamboozled. <laughs> Befuddled. Beguiled, even. You have all been right. owned. So, Switch, right after you guys are finished eating, you get a message from Calvert uh, that says, Your team owes me quite a bit of favors, and I'm calling one in. And when, and attached to that, uh, to that text is a picture of a being that looks like it's made entirely out of shadow, except for, like, 
shining points of lights where the face should be. Face being question mark. It's roughly humanoid in shape, but uh, but just like made out of shadow and like visible points of lights where you're assuming the eyes would be. And uh, the next text says, "These things went after the Venturium." I I send a return. Okay, by went after, do you mean they have it, or they tried to get it? They tried to get it, and it was real close. If they attack again, knowing what they know, they'll probably get it. Well, shit, we need that. Yes, and that's why I'm calling in the favor. Yeah, okay. God, this is hardly even a favor. Uh, alright, you two. Um. What's up? You look stressed. Yeah, so, uh. Our cool stash of hell metal almost got jacked by these. And I hold up the phone. Uh. I have no clue what the hell that is. It looks friendly. Uh. Well, shit. Let's get the rest of the team in on this then? Like. It's kind of important. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either Gary's phone number, so I'm just like posting in the group chat. Hey, it looks like we have work. Old Gary doesn't have a phone. Well, they have a phone that's like it's one like of those a old people track phones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gary has a smartphone. He knows what smartphones are. He knows what they are, but he knows how to yeah, operate one. Yes, of course! <laughs> I remember when they were on a rotary dial. Somehow, despite having one as a child, I've forgotten. Namtab, am I correct in assuming that old Gary basically stays in his room when he's not actively working on shit? He does a couple of other bits, but most, like, he patrols and shit, but yeah, sometimes. Mostly. Alright, well, I definitely have everybody's phone numbers. Um, old Gary does have a smartphone because he grew up with you guys. Yeah. He knows what one is. Yep. He's old and British, they automatically turn into, like, weird dodgers. I don't want to hear that from the moment. So I get in contact with everyone and say we have a very important heist to thwart. Yeah. It's time to do reverse crimes. That's that's our normal modus operandi. It's more interesting when you call them reverse crimes. So when I am brought into the loop, can I roll academics to try and identify them? Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll academics, but you're taking a minus two penalty. Because it's what's just, the, you, you just about, set the number the too difficulty? high. Okay, okay. Yeah, what's the difficulty here? Um, originally I was going to make it like, I was going to make it five with the two penalty, but now it's going to be seven because I'm just making it too higher. It makes it easier. So seven. Alright. I believe in you. Damn it. I believed in you. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, I'm gonna spend my last fate point to try and re-roll this. Okay. 
hope for something good. I believe in you. And I will say that I am willing to consult with the rest of the team in case they are able to spend their fate points in addition. Can you even roll a seven if it's just a plus two? No. I can roll a six, though, which is why I am asking for help. Okay, sure. I guess that old Megalad may know. See, that's better. There we go. At least a little better. He knows lots of shit. Sure. I don't know. So that brings it up to a five. Well, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So there's two ways that you can contribute to helping someone's roll. If you have the same stat that they are rolling at at least a plus one, you can give them a plus one. Or if it's passive opposition, which it is in this case, because we're not doing a contested roll against like another actor, you can spend fate points to add two to their roll. But you have to invoke an appropriate uh, aspect. I have fast cosmic knowledge. I have my grounded space explorer. Grounded space explorer I actually won't help us. It won't? Nope. They're magic, huh? Well, mm-hmm. they're from, I figured. They're from hell. In character, you don't know that. But yeah, out of character, um... they're from hell, so they... So ground space is part of why. Yeah, I'm justifying my own uh, taking the lead on this because I've been studying magic <laughs> with uh, the vizier. Mm. I could say that I've definitely never seen them in space. <laughs> <laughs> so we're currently sitting at a five. We need to add two more. And I don't have academics as a skill. I have law. I have lots of law. Oh, Lord. It's the same thing. Oh, then I uh, can. Then if it's one I, I don't fake know point if you can do to both. each thing, then I. No, it's if you have academics, then you just add another one. Oh, so then it's, I don't know if it works like that. I don't know if you can double up in assistance that way. Oh well. But well, where is the rule that you get a passive plus one from help in the first place? Um. Yeah. Let me try to locate that. Section in the book. Fate's got a lot of rules. Can I use my heist money? Ah, here it is. Teamwork. (laughs) When you combine skills, figure out who has the highest skill level among the participants. Each other participant who has at least an average plus one in the same skill has a plus one to the highest person's skill level, and then only the lead character rolls. So if you have three helpers and you're the highest, you roll your skill level with a plus three bonus. I mean, if you want to, if it's academics, I'm plus four, you're plus two. And since fate points are a separate mechanic, it, it I think it does stack. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, I do have a plus one in uh, lore. All right, there we go. That's a seven between well, Gary uh, and eight. Penny. An eight would be better. Uh, in fate, you really want to beat the number. Oh, okay. I beat it. I could not. I mean, I mean, okay. So hold up, hold up, hold up. Old Magalad makes a lot of shit. Okay, so when you combine skills, figure out who has the highest skill level. So that means that that should have been done by Namtab. So. Okay, so there's a four. Yeah, we start at a base four. Penny can contribute her one, which gets us to a five. Mm -hmm. And I I spent a fate point and can get us to six with 
their academic score and then a fate point to get us to an eight. There you go, you beat it. Hooray. I'm not going to spend any of my fate points. Well, we're at the end of the session. You might as well, and we'll succeed with style. Oh, no, I've got a thing I need to do. So. Okay. Ah. All right. We put our fucking heads together. All right. So, yeah, between all that shit, you figure out that these things are basically shades from hell. Literal hell. Capital wow. H. Uh, and... Also, I will give you this with a normal success. Like you don't, you don't know too much about them, but you do know someone who seems to have a pretty good connection to yeah, hell. Galen Taurus. Yep. Ah, finally, we get to put your pet NPC in here. Yes. All right, Colin. Cool flame sword. I'm going to mandate. I'm going to fucking <laughs> demand that Galen Taurus. Rhymes. No. And I <laughs> think he is Etrigan. <laughs> it's it's literally Galen Taurus's Etrigan. It's it's our Etrigan. Galen Taurus did seem to have a crush on my old um, gothic. No, that was a different personality. Gothic. That was a different gothic uh, like girl. Elana Forrest yeah, was, was not completely oh, no, unrelated. He, he was definitely all over goth form Nikolai, though. Like... Oh, yeah, because... That's right, yes! He did, <laughs> he did enjoy the aesthetics. Gone. Gone the form of man. Rise the goth Galen Taurus. It may assist our communication if I brush off the old hat. Yeah, it's like, I've missed goth Nikolai so much. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we talked about this not too long ago. We haven't seen any of your personas in ages since you outgrew them. Yeah, what happened to Mickey Mouse persona? That that was never a thing. That was just... I fixed the voice modulation issue. We had the voice. It was never a persona. It was just voice mod problems. That was a problem. It's a thing. <laughs> but it was deliberate. Anyways, anyways. But yeah, so I, yeah. I'm like asking this in character as an open question. Does Nikolai need to go goth again? What was yes? The, these uh, things are from hell, so, so they tend to tend to tend to relate well to, to, to sort of that that vibe, the gothic vibe, and and, and things along those lines. So so yes, yes. Um, Everyone's suggestion of gothic Nick um, might work well. Um, as for me, gotta go to space. Gotta take the young one. Why? Um, what? Uh, well, well you, you see, you see, uh, the thing have it having having a fight against Xerox. It's gonna be dangerous. Um, if I get within what's it, like a third of a mile, something like that. Um, I think... Colin, what is the exact distance again? Can you just, like, append all of the rules to her powers, to her character sheet? Because those are things we know in character. Uh, the range of what? Uh, the copy power. power. Oh, uh, it was, yeah. Um, it was, like, a 
quarter of a mile or something like that. Okay, you cool. had given it like a specific number. Yeah, it was like it was like something along the lines of a That's mile. Colin for I don't remember. Yeah, that is Colin for I don't remember. I'll look it up. Okay. Later. Well, if, I, if it, the problem is if I get within whatever the distance is, then <laughs> then it's just the same as if they found our arm. So we need more range. We need more power. At the centre of of the universe is where the dimensional power is stronger. So. Um, we're going to go absorb energy from that. Bring me a postcard. Yeah, uh, 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 if there's a shop near, I forget if there's a shop nearby. Uh, uh, anyone else need anything from space? Oh, you know what? I turning to look at Felix with a mischievous smile. You know what? Gary pointing at the young one. Yes. The last time you were gone. For a while, you failed to bring us anything when you came back. You were in Japan for five years. You didn't bring us from Japan get stuff. Us a s- you got us no souvenirs. I forgot you existed. That's not my fault. I had amnesia. You came back here. You remembered us and came yeah, back Gary. here. And you had no thought of getting us, like... Anything. Not even a little thing out of a gachapon machine, Gary. All right, fine, I'll get you something from Japan. Also space. Space Japan. Japan. Thank you, Bobby. Neo Space Japan. I don't even know if Space Japan is a thing. Uh, Old old me, is Space Japan a thing? Yes. (laughs) Colin, is Space Japan a thing with a fork or not? You can... You can spend a fate point to make it fucking true anyway. I'm not spending any fate points. I'm I'm spending a fate point to say Space Japan is real. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yes. Yes. um, Neo Hyper Space Japan. It has everything real Japan does, but it's all laser shit. (laughs) Bring me back one of those nice Gundam kits. Space, space Japan is real, just just like there is um, a, 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 a universe where anime is real. Um, it's dark, and I hope we never bring the Megalad from there here. <laughs> Don't just mad because ideas. Just, anime universe Megalad has better hair than you two. Look, I'm just saying, there's only one color he can't be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so anyway, um, stand, stand back, we're, we're, we're going to space and we're going to be quite fast. Like, um, keep your mouth shut as well, your lungs will get sucked out of you if you don't. Oh, I don't Do you want me to just, just like, like, leave the room? put the two of you in space? No, it's quicker <laughs> if we get the exit velocity. No, it it's, isn't. It's it, literally not. It, it literally is. No, isn't. no, we, we need we need the we need the we need the power of, uh, of the lift off. It's way easier to accelerate without gravity. Whatever. Whatever. I'm leaving the room. I leave. Oh, before you leave, before you leave. I need you to bring me back something from space. Yeah, what do you need from space? <sighs> I look both ads in the eye and I say I need you to stop and get me some blinker fluid. 
blink of fluid. It's extremely important. I need it for something I'm working on. You can't just get it from like a garage. Space blinker fluid. Pay attention. Penny. <laughs> what? Let's let's just let them leave. <laughs> I need a left-handed spatula, actually, if we're uh, making requests. Guys, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to bring you back entrance. stuff from space, but try and I'd prefer to bring you back stuff from space that you can't get here. Left-handed space battle. Anyway. Oh my god. Leave. Leave. Shut your mouth, have some off. Whoosh. Ah, my lungs. <laughs> I require nothing from space. However, if you see the mentor, tell her I wish to have a word. Uh, I'm... I guess I hover slightly. I'm trying to uh, avoid speaking to the mentor, although uh, I guess I, I I need to talk to her at some point, I suppose. At least she, she's reasonable. Whoosh, sonic boom happens. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> Helmet does that, that, that whoosh thing. Oh, yeah, um, that's just make that same whoosh. <laughs> hey, so... I do not allow them to bust a hole in the ceiling. You ever think about, like, how our go-to option of dealing with problems is space? Time travel shenanigans? Space. There are a lot of things in space, Felix. High copy and powers? Space. Legal troubles? Space. To be fair, there is a lot more space than there is anything else. Anyways, anyways, um, hell monsters. Space. I can't believe hell is real. We know a guy from hell. Well, actually, where did you think Galen came from? I didn't think Galen was actually from hell. Oh, okay. I mean, I just kind of took him at his word. Actually, now I'm hoping that space crimes don't count. I don't know. Maybe it was like an alternate dimension that looks like hell, but isn't really. Which I guess just makes it hell. There is Man, overlap see, between the two concepts. Man, there's a there's a trick though. Like, does this mean Christianity real? Oh, um, you would have been told this by Young Megalad when he did the. Um, God's not real. No, no. When when he did the um, legal process to sort of come officially come back from the dead, but there's a there's a disclaimer you have to sign um, that sort of the world religions like banded together and they make you sign something to say that you're not allowed to say what happens after you die. Don't disprove <laughs> one of us. <laughs> so. Because there's other superiors who've been legitimately dead and then back to life. So they figured rather than yeah. having a big war. Uh, see what it is, is hell is a specific place under the earth. It's like its whole ecosystem. And it's the inspiration for biblical hell, but it's not biblical hell. Ape, are you trying to say that Earth is hollow? <laughs> we just spent like half a year in space. Okay, spending a fate point. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Earth is hollow now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Earth's hollow now. Got it. Hollow Earth. <laughs> I didn't say hollow. It's just like there's an ecosystem no, no, down no, no. It's, it's a, a 
Fate point was fate point was spent. Hollow, Hollow and flat. No, I refuse <laughs> to make it flat. I don't care how many fate points you spend. Surrounded on all sides by glaciers. Spending my free fate points. Nope. Uh, <laughs> there's not enough fate points in the world to make me declare that the Earth is flat. Okay, and but flat. one fate point. There is there is a universe where flat. Good night, everybody. Oh, anyway, <laughs> anyway. No. No in no dimension. I spent a flat point to make a universe where the earth is in the shape of Waluigi's face. Okay, uh, I'll allow that. Yeah, that's right. real as well. Done. I've got one more fake point. Any more universe requests? Christ. <laughs> So, so are, are we just calling it for the night? Yeah. Have we descended into madness yeah, we, and we're done we talking? Yeah, we descended enough into madness that I'm going to call it for the night. Minor milestone for everybody. Oh, man. What, what would I even do with a minor milestone? I don't know. I not do fine. any of the following. I am going to swap magic with athletics. Okay. That brings magic up. Sounds like it's going to come in handy soon. Yeah, you might want to be able to use magic in hell. I'm going to... Do I want to swap burglary and deceive? Do I want to start lying to devils? That would rule. <laughs> Will from devils or lie to devils? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... For, for hell, for the hell session, burglary and deceive will be swapped, at the very least. So now I have a plus three in deceive and a plus two in burglary. I'm not going to be hacking many computers in hell. I don't need to do any of this shit. I don't know if contacts is going to be useful in solving this immediate problem, but also this might be the kind of thing where, like, we solve part of it and then have to wait for someone is solving something and I have time to go do something else because I do have other things to do. So I think I'll just leave my ship where it's at. I okay. had a previous associate. They died. Now they're in hell. Mmm. I feel like. Tegan, for as much as we love them, would be would 100% go to hell. I can't wait for Colin to give me some Look. kind of bonus for absorbing energy from the center of the universe. No! Do we know anyone that died? I mean, I do, in my backstory, but not Dude. since the campaign started, no one's died. Except for those 17 people that Quick. the capitalist killed. Someone get a mm. gun and just shoot someone. Except that hell isn't like religious hell. You don't go there when you die, even if you are really, really naughty. It's just a place that exists. They just roll a dice and send you to a particular afterlife on a fucking lottery system. It's a nice place to vacation. Go there in the winter. The real canonical answer to which religion is real is that what happens to you after you die is what you think will happen to you after you die. There's a Disneyland there. So all right. Real. So, I think thank you, thank you for listening, everybody, to this <laughs> Disneyland Hades. I hope you join us next time. Uh, thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Good night.